welcome back to the second segment of episode 129 of Sold with Updike View. Yep, and we are going to talk about is this a is this a housing bubble? I feel mm -hmm. like that seems to be quite um, a big discussion that's being had both locally and on a national scale. Mm -hmm. And we thought that this would be an interesting uh, discussion point. I believe it was Lawrence Yoon who was the chief economic advisor or director mm -hmm. for um, National Association of Realtors who recently did an interview on Axios. It's available on Google and it's a very interesting um, read pretty short, mm -hmm. but I think it was one of the things that triggered us to realize this is something that we wanted to discuss and kind of talk all about it in a more granular fashion, um, what's happening here in Dallas, and kind of actually look back and see why we, why, what was the previous yes. bubble. It, it, this was a really interesting uh, topic to me because there's a New York, uh, New York Times article that just came out that talks about the U.S. home sales are surging and when does the music stop. In the second paragraph of it, it says, in the first week of April, U.S. search interest in the phrase, when is the housing market going to crash, jumped 2,540% compared to the previous month. I did read that, <laughs> and I thought, okay, who's writing this? Are they people that want it to crash? Are they people who are investing and are putting it on the market? I was like, I'm more curious about who's actually typing that in. Well, it, you know, I, I think that people... Uh, People get excited about real estate. You know, people, people, I feel like most people feel like the home ownership is really part of the American dream. Home ownership rates are, are you know, 65%-ish right now where they've been for probably the last three decades. Mm -hmm. So I, it's an important enough idea that I think people start planning ahead of, do I, do I get caught in what happened back in 2006 and seven, or, you know, am I okay? See, that's where I am wondering, because I feel like even though it was almost tw 12 years ago that we really went through the 08, 09 um, downturn, I still feel like it was so significant that it is still a touch point for so many of the people who are home buyers and home owners right now. It, uh, you know, I think people saw an incredible amount of home equity that they felt was lost during that time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it really started in 2007 and uh, the market began to slow, began to slow, and then there were you know, a couple of financial institutions that failed in the eights and then in the nines, and you know, there was just all of that recovery that had to, to take place, and it took a long time for that to snap back. And I think that's what we wanna talk about is like looking back and what was the mm -hmm. bubble that is the most recent reference point? Mm -hmm. Like what were the characteristics of that bubble and then we can compare it to what we're looking at right now and see if that if they line up as yeah. a bubble or not yeah what do, what do you see as like the characteristics of what caused that so in i was in new home sales in san antonio at the time and so i found it very interesting the number of homes being built the sheer volume and inventory that was available to everyone out there at that time and the people that were buying it were not just um, homeowners, but a significant portion of out-of-state investors that we saw. And it coupled with like a real lackadaisical attitude towards financing, I felt like. And it just became this snowball, as you'll say, where I remember there was a time in San Antonio where there was an agent who came in and said that she had 31 homes under contract wow. and all of them were investors. And it was just as it was beginning to shift. And I think like by the end of the month, she said that every single investor had walked away from their earnest money. Mm -hmm. And so it was 
very different. Yeah, the uh, one of the the big differences that I see is that people were really going out of their way to borrow as much money as mm -hmm. they possibly could in order to invest in real estate. And you know, it, it's not that's not always that's not always a good approach. And I, so, kind of like keeping up with like this financing portion of it, I felt like then it was so much interest only arms mm -hmm. where like people were as you say leveraged where they could only afford the house if they just made the payment for three years on the interest and then were hedging their bets that the market would continue to increase and that they would be able to unload it in three years mm -hmm. and make money mm -hmm. and i don't you and i always talk about it to our clients that you really need to be in your house like six to eight years yeah in a normal in a normal cycle with DFW appreciation rates it's about that timetable yes yeah and and the longer you know the longer the better in many instances because it, you know real estate time heals all kinds of real estate wounds 100 percent so we've we've talked about that with many of our clients right now yeah in the um, uh, one of the things that we're one of the other things that I think was was still uh, a challenge back then was that housing prices around the country were, were being reported as increasing so quickly. Mm -hmm. They weren't increasing here as fast, but we saw a tremendous number of people that had done this successfully maybe the two or three years prior to that in the, the sand states, in the Californias, mm -hmm. in the Floridas, in the Arizonas. And we saw a lot of those investors come here and start yep. trying to do that. And, you know, because we're, we were a cheap place to live for yep. a long, long time. We're still affordable, but yeah. it was cheap then. It was cheap. The other thing, too, is I think that uh, the inventory difference, I feel like the number of um, condos being built in 6, 7, and 8, and especially even the ones that were attached to hotels, is mm -hmm. something that, it, that that was something that we don't see nearly as much anymore. Yeah. And I, I feel agree. like that kind of has, like, retracted mm -hmm. quite a bit. So we're a little more into the infill products, single-family homes, and true townhomes. Yes, I would agree. So... Uh, so what, what do you see as some of the factors in today's market that are different than that? So I would say, <laughs> so th there's a bunch for me. Mm -hmm. I think that we've got the pandemic that has actually disrupted so many supply chains mm -hmm. to the point where we've had new home construction under contract and we've received a letter that the builder has sent to our clients and it lists almost every product that they need to build a house to discuss that these are elements that are disrupted right now. And so mm -hmm. timetables are taking so much mm -hmm. longer. And I like to think that typically in Dallas, that new home sales acts as a pressure relief valve for resale, like uh, a resold home, and that that's not there right now. Mm -hmm. And because that inventory and those supply chains have been affected so greatly, and it doesn't look like there's a change happening anytime soon, that this is forced, um, an abnormal percentage of people back into the resale market. Mm -hmm. And therefore, that's why we're seeing rates as low as like 2.7% as far as like the number of day uh, of homes on the market mm -hmm. for the month. Yeah, and the, you know, the as you're talking about the disruption of the supply chain, you know, which we did not have that back in the, the mm -hmm. recession in 2007 or 10, um, you know, the, that disruption uh, has affected prices and you know, even the, the the price of lumber has tripled in the last year. Yeah. And so these are like the, probably the difficult portions that we see within the market, but like some of the healthy things that we see within the market. I would say that financing 
Um, the pendulum has swung from, we would call it a no-doc loan back in the day where you could just kind of, good credit, you could say whatever you wanted to, mm -hmm. to where now it's swung all the way over here where it was too much, and now it's kind of back where it needs to be. But there's actual logical underwriting now. Yes, yes. Where documentation is required, and, and they're actually looking at your debt-to-income ratio and making assessments and helping you helping you buy a home that you can afford at your current um, income for 20, 30 years. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the, I think the low uh, mortgage rates has really also fueled some mm -hmm. of the uh, extra activity in the market yep. because it has pushed people, you know, that we've had that, that rent versus buy mm -hmm. analysis and it just really didn't make sense to rent with interest rates being 2.75. We've seen the interest rates also start to come back up a bit uh, and one of the things that Lawrence Yoon was talking about was that for, uh, for ab about the last year, the, the reduction in the interest rates was enough of, of um, uh, enough in a buyer's mind to offset what the, the higher price they were paying for it is. And now that interest rates are starting to come back, it's going to start pushing Level. a few people out of the market. Right. Um, and, and it's just going to cause some people to make the decision that this is not the right time to buy for me. Yep. And the other thing, too, is how we were talking about how um, financing was a bit of a gamble at points because of those interest-only arms. So whether it's someone getting a conventional loan or a traditional loan, or it's the amount of cash that they're putting into the market in when they're buying the home, these are factors that allow a homeowner to weather a downturn. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like homeowners in from five, six, seven, and eight could weather the downturn because mm -hmm. of the way that they had leveraged themselves again. Um, but the cash has allowed people to sit in their homes and be able to be comfortable. Even if they had to make a life change and sell the house, they weren't in a situation, they're not in situations where they're gonna take a loss on the home. Yeah. So it's still really a, a good time for people to be buying real mm -hmm. estate because I, I certainly don't see our prices going down any people do get a little sticker shock sometimes if, yes. if you've lived in our marketplace for 10 years or 15 years you 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 know you kind of remember what prices were 15 years ago and you look at them now and you're like oh my gosh but your parents could say the same thing <laughs> yeah you know when you compare the the cost of owning a home or the purchasing a home today to what it's going to be 10 years from now right you know people are going to look back and go why didn't i do why it didn't then? i buy it then yeah it you're 100 percent right on that i've never heard anybody tell me gosh i'm so glad i sold that property back in da 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 da, da. you're absolutely right they're always like why didn't i buy that house why didn't i hold on to that house why did i sell that so yep. so it looks like the the takeaway from this would be is that this really isn't a bubble because a bubble to me depicts something that's unhealthy, mm -hmm. something that is propped up, something that is not supported by the underwriting conditions. And I do not feel like that is at all where today's housing market is. I don't either. And I, I believe that in reading, not just, you know, I, I think people look at um, some economists with, that are in the real estate business and they're like, well, of course they're paid to say that. Right. But if you look at independent economists as well, many of those are, are looking forward to next year and they're saying, this is, you know, this is going to loosen up. Yeah. The, the, the supply chain is going to uh, ha correct itself over the next, maybe the next 12 months. Right. But that is going to correct itself. And then we'll, we'll also begin to see the increase in the building. Um, we've only, 
you know, we've really only had the same number of homes built each year for the last four years. That is insane to me. So in the DFW area. So the number of, with all of the people that have been moving here, yeah. you know, it's, that's, and that's what's filling a lot of those apartments right now. And it, it, there's interesting little factors, and they're like, they're all over the place. It's not able to say it's just one element. Chris Kelly brought up a really interesting point, is that the boomers make up the largest portion of the homeowners right now. And that typically at that age in their life cycle, they typically are not still homeowners when you look historically. But that's not the case anymore, mm -hmm. that people are living a healthier lifestyle and a longer lifestyle, mm -hmm. and therefore they're actually able to stay in their homes. And this inventory would be really helpful right now, but it's not becoming available. Right. So we hope that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we're not big on sensationalizing, so you're not going to get crazy sound bites. <laughs> but. but if you have comments to make about it or if you have different opinions, we'd love to hear it. Put it in the comments below. Um, reach out to us directly. We'd love to have a conversation about real estate and at least share what our perspective on it is. Absolutely. And just remember, we want to be your realtors for life.